Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Grow Through What You Go Through podcast. Um, on this week's episode, we have a very special guest, me. So we have a solo episode this week. Um, in this week's episode, I'm going to discuss a topic that I've kind of really dealt with a lot in the last two years. Um, and I'm just unbelievably passionate about this topic um my friends will tell you this like anything in her child comes up in a conversation like oh lauren i'm like yeah what what's it come on let's go um so yeah so in this top in this episode um we're gonna talk about what is our inner child the different types of trauma um how our inner child plays out in our adult life how can we nurture and heal our inner child and basically little things like that um so yeah let's get into it so basically what is our inner child first of all what i want to say is that we all have one now i know not many people will be aware that they have one but we do and what our inner child is is basically it's our younger selves that went through a particular trauma over the course of our childhood and this trauma can be anything from let's say bullying an abandonment trauma, someone calling you names, someone leaving you out, to then, like, let's say, if you were raped, if you went, like, if you went through a war, pregnancy is another type of trauma, anything. Trauma is quite a broad kind of topic. And what happens is when our inner child is left unhealed or ignored, so, like, these traumas aren't dealt with, we can't become our true authentic selves and basically we become unfulfilled and what this does then is we end up looking outside ourselves for validation and basically just to try and make ourselves feel better and to feel loved so from the ages of zero to seven what happens is our rational brains aren't fully healed so any type of trauma that occurs in the first few years of our lives we assume it's our fault and that there's something in quotation marks wrong with us and because our rational brain isn't fully formed at that, those ages we don't actually see what's happening to us for what it is now i know this differs depending on the trauma so like rape and stuff like that like that's completely not your fault like um and neither is the other traumas but you know what i mean um in terms of like abandonment bullying neglect and stuff like that so one of the traumas that I had when I was younger was an abandonment trauma. Now, just to know as well, my parents, I had the best childhood. They went above and beyond to make sure I had everything I needed as a child. And like, like going to school and like I had fun when I was a child. Just little things like that. Um, so basically when I was in school, my mum and dad worked full time. Um, and I was obviously finished school at half two and they needed someone to mind me when I was younger basically so they'd sent me to a friend no I don't mean sent like but they'd brought me to a friend's house so she could look after me until they were finished work and obviously as a child I didn't want to leave my mum and dad so I was kicking and screaming and like I just didn't want to stay I just wanted my mum and dad and just to know as well like our parents everyone's parents did the best they knew how at the time and like you have to think like our parents had their own traumas as well that maybe they didn't deal with and most of our parents don't have the tools 
to teach us emotional regulation to deal with these emotions that we're having so when my dad or my mom would leave me off with their friends I was like I obviously like I was saying to myself oh my god they don't love me they don't want to spend time with me they don't like me they like just little things like that and unfortunately this then led to people pleasing and then parents pleasing you know to kind of make ourselves feel worthy so like for example we'd do certain things so they wouldn't leave us or we'd do certain things to make them love us more or to make ourselves more worthy of their love and basically what that means is like our inner child is a part of ourselves that is wounded so like my for example with my abandonment wound it was my needs weren't met my parents were emotionally unavailable but that's just because they were working full-time to provide for me but like I said between the ages of zero and seven I didn't have the rationality to see that's what it was another way is that like it didn't I didn't feel worthy or complete and like we can feel that we need to be or do something else in order for them to love us and unfortunately again that can lead us to think that there's something wrong with us when there absolutely isn't like as cliche as it might sound we are just perfect as we are and that's it like and this can kind of what I've noticed as well for me it's kind of led to perfectionism and I kind of always used to say to myself oh if I'm perfect and do no wrong they love me or if I get good grades if I have the perfect body if I have the perfect job they love me and it causes us to seek outside ourselves for love and from to make people love us which it's kind of sad now kind of being on the other end of it but like I said we didn't have the rationality to deal with this when we were younger and growing up so how do we know we have a wounded inner child is the next topic I want to go on to and like I said we all have them but examples I've noticed in myself over the last few years is that there were times I'd play the victim role so with an example of one of my traumas being an abandonment trauma anytime like let's say so my brothers moved out when I was 10 and I was like oh why are they leaving me or in terms of friendships and stuff like that oh they don't like me why are they not being my friend or like in relationships then like why am I always the one to get hurt why can't I have a boyfriend why do all my friends have one and I don't playing the victim on ourselves another way I've noticed is that like I was very insecure with myself and I wasn't happy with what I had to bring to the table and I had like low self-worth and self-esteem um the next one most people are afraid to admit this but I seeked outside for external validation and there is still to this day that I do obviously it's an ongoing process but I'm aware of it um there's times I was afraid to be alone um I was easily triggered worried stressed and I repressed a lot of my emotions and most importantly I was afraid to feel angry and I think as well in today's society it's kind of not as bad we are kind of getting to a point where anger we're trying to make anger be seen as a good well not a good emotion per se but that it's not a bad emotion me personally I 
feel anger is so informative and I look at it as a kind of an act or a form of self-love because when you think of it right when you're angry why do we get angry so we get angry if someone has done something to us that we're not happy with meaning we have a high standard set for ourselves in terms of how we want to be treated and that's just it so if I'm angry I'm kind of happy because I'm like right okay I have a high standard set for myself and this person hasn't met it now unfortunately like I said in the other podcast podcast with Liz last week that repressed emotions can lead to some physical manifestations in terms of like sicknesses and stuff like that and anger is just one of them so a way that I like to deal with anger now it can be different to other people but we can obviously if you're confident enough you can tell the person and express your emotions to them how angry you are with them and then another way could be writing a letter to them now don't send the letter okay (laughs) write the write the letter to the person expressing how you feel just to get the emotions and the thoughts out of your head onto paper trust me if I had sent some of my um, uh, angry letters I'd probably be in prison right now but that's a different story um it's just a way of kind of like it's like journaling nearly it's like a head dump out onto the page and you're kind of releasing it that way another way I like to do is I like to scream into my pillow now you know yourself when you're angry you get frustrated and you're like ah but nine times out of ten that little grunt doesn't justify it so I scream into my pillow and I go up to my room some people can if you're fortunate enough that if you live beside the woods or something like that you can go there and just let out a big scream or if there's no one in your house now I know it can be a bit sketchy if you have neighbors on either side of you I have thought of that sometimes but we've had no complaints so I'm gonna keep going with it um yeah so and then another way is and this is my favorite way of all times is getting your pillow whoever made you angry picture their head on the pillow or their face on the pillow and beat the living daylights over or imagine their face on the ground or on your bed and beat the pillow off the bed or the ground honestly that feeling that you get and like literally call them every night under the sun while they're doing it. that feeling you get when you let that energy release out of you is just incredible so nine times out of ten if you've done me wrong you've been on the other end of that pillow and that's just that um yeah so there's many ways that this can play out in our adult life and as we get older and let's say our inner child and our wounds are left unhealed it kind of it can be the motivation for us to do certain things so for example with me starting on my fitness journey I know that I did that looking for external validation because I didn't have enough love for myself and I looked outside or wanted to change parts of me to make myself feel more loved and more worthy of people's love so I wanted to be skinny from me looking out I saw it was all the skinny girls getting all the boys in relationships it was all the skinny girls that were popular and things like that so that's what led me to start my fitness journey but now obviously my reason for fitness has changed um hugely I do it because I love training and I love the feeling of it and stuff like that I'll do it for like a feel good factor um another way um I noticed where like inner child wounds led to let's say my motivation to do things was posting on Instagram so you'd post a picture to get someone's attention or for someone to like it 
And if anyone tells you that they didn't post a picture just for one person to like it, they're a liar. Like, I've done it myself. I've posted the picture with the hopes of someone liking it. And if they liked it, I'd be on top of the moon. Anyone else who liked it after that, I didn't care about. But if they didn't like it, you'd be in the absolute shitters for the day. So it's kind of little things like that that you have to kind of be, like, wary of. And it's the awareness of these little things. Um that's the most important so like before you do things be like right okay does this honor me and the person I want to be is this because I feel upset right now am I connecting with people do I feel loved things like that and if the answer is no it doesn't honor me don't do it wait wait a while rule of thumb I've heard I've heard Sinead Hargitay say it as well wait 24 hours and come back to it and if you still feel the same way then go and do it a way this has kind of played out in my life and it's actually only happened in the last week is that I'm I posted a dance video the other day and I'm in dancing since I'm four and anyone who knows me is that I absolutely adore dancing I'm in a stage school called CNS Variety Group and we had a guest teacher in uh, teaching us a dance and I absolutely loved the dance and I wanted to post it on social media but it took me a week to post that and with doing all this work on myself I kind of realized like because I um how do I explain this because with the podcast I'm posting a lot more on social media which is completely fine because obviously I want to advertise the podcast and I want to share let's say the feedback I've been getting from people who maybe who haven't listened to kind of okay maybe that's that's a good uh, episode I might learn something from that and I'll go listen to it but I just don't know what it was I just felt like right I'm posting things about the podcast I'll just leave it with the podcast and I won't post that and about dancing or I won't post that and about the gym and it wasn't until obviously I sat on it for the few days that I realized that if anyone's listened to last week's episode when I was talking to Liz that when I was younger I was a a junior dance captain and dancing and when I went into school uh the week after missing a dance class one of the girls in my class said to me oh dancing was so much better without you dear on Saturday and obviously little things along the way maybe reinforced the belief that I wasn't like a good dancer or like I'm not good at dancing and people always judge me and things like that and another moment then that kind of sticks with me still to this day sometimes so with me being in the gym I obviously post stuff on Instagram um and I had posted a transformation picture on Instagram one of the days and one of my so-called friends we're not friends anymore but at the time um she had screenshot the transformation picture I had put up and sent it to another friend and said oh look typical another transformation picture and to be honest it actually really did hurt me like because this person was supposed to be my friend and like this kind of reinforced that belief I had for myself that like I'm too much I shouldn't be posting things like this but that's what over the few days of sitting with this I was like that's where it's come from that's why I'm not posting this isn't mine this isn't my story she's put this on to me like um and I'll get to the part now in a minute where things like this can lead to our inner critic and self-talk but in the end I obviously did post the video but like 
I know I'm a good dancer like and but I'm not sounding cocky or being anything like that I know I'm a good dancer so I did post the video but it's the awareness of that that I can heal that wound so then once we become aware of these little thoughts that we have what we can do is we can rewire the thoughts so let's say my thought would have been I'm too much I can't dance or whatever like that or um I'm not good enough to post this or people will judge me if I post this what we do is if we cut that straight away nip it in the bud when we when we become aware of these thoughts and change the dialogue so from I'm not enough or I can't dance to I can dance I'm a really good dancer like I can see with my own eyes that I'm a good dancer or like you can think back to experiences you've had so if you if someone has told you previously that you are a good dancer or you are good at what you do that is evidence you are good enough just the way you are and that's just it like um so yeah so moving on then so my next part I want to kind of talk about is how do our inner child wounds play out in our adult life so what happens is because it's been left unhealed we will always seek out the same type of people that didn't give us the validation or didn't meet our needs when we were younger trying to get their validation from trying to get validation from them so let's say if it was our parents or our primary caregivers that didn't give us the validation or meet our needs we will seek out people exactly like them so in our friendships or in relationships with boys or girls or vice versa and why this happens is because it's been left unhealed we're constantly vibrating at a wounded frequency and you know yourself when they say your vibe attracts your tribe meaning that the same type of people will constantly show up in your life with different faces until you heal you do the work and break the cycle because if you don't you'll just be constantly stuck in the pain of the past and you'll keep attracting all these people in and you'll play the victim being like why am I being treated like this why am I not good enough and so on and don't get me wrong we'll never be fully healed but it's changing the vibration and changing the narrative in your thoughts that's what kind of like breaks the cycle and causes you to change your frequency and attract better people into your life as well and it does get easier along the way there there will be hard days it is very very challenging and like I'm only saying this because I've experienced because I've been doing the work the last year or so but I have my shit days like I was in the screamers this morning but I I journaled I did my meditation I did my things that make me feel better and connect back with myself and I met up with friends and had a really good talk with my friend Tammy and that was it I feel better now one thing I always say is do the work now so your children don't have to do the work as much as you do and when I seen that uh, quote on Instagram I that flipped the tables over a million times and I was like oh shit okay like that hit me and it hit me deep um I suppose another way this plays out in our adult life is in our relationships with our attachment styles and our love languages so as you know we've three different attachment styles we have anxious avoidant and secure so an anxious attachment style so if you have an an anxious attachment style we kind of lean in and crave love 
because we're afraid of losing our friends our partners we feel on edge because we're afraid they're always going to leave us and this i'm an i'm an anxious attachment style and this comes from like parents being like inconsistent or like with mine it would have been the abandonment uh wound that i had and sometimes we kind of look to control the situation to avoid ourselves from getting hurt again uh the next one then obviously avoidance so with avoidance they avoid intimacy they avoid closeness they avoid connection and this is just because there was a break of trust in their childhood from their primary caregivers or from their parents and you'll know yourself if someone's an avoidant because they'll always put a wall up and it's just to protect themselves from getting hurt so one thing I will say is if you're in a relationship with an avoidant or your friends that are avoidance or you're currently you have avoidance in your life don't take anything personal they are just trying to protect themselves but then again don't settle for the behavior either like you can have compassion for them but not accept the behavior as well um and then obviously secure which is the ultimate goal for everyone and that's just it like um love languages then so love languages are basically based on what it was that you didn't get or you didn't receive as a child um i've only kind of discovered this recently and it actually made so much more sense so for me my love language is um words of affirmation and quality time and sorry actually for anyone who doesn't know what our love language what love languages are they're basically things that people can give you to show you that you feel loved so you can have words of affirmation you can have acts of service you can have gifts quality time and physical touch now there is a lot of quizzes online um to kind of so you can determine what one what love language you have and also Sinead Hegarty has an ebook out on the attachment styles and love languages as well so I highly recommend giving that a read as well but basically yeah so they're what we didn't get or receive as a child and what I've noticed is because like my parents were no I'm not saying they were absent for all my childhood like it was just obviously the time that I was in school and they had to drop me off uh for the like two or three hours um that that's where I felt the quality time come in and then words of affirmation as well um So this kind of leads on then to our inner critic and our self-talk and our kind of limiting beliefs and our ego. So like I said, our our wounds happen from like a particular trauma that happened in our lives. But what happens is when these wounds are repeated over and over again, let's say from different people coming into our lives and like let's say saying the same things or showing us the same things, we create these narratives and stories about ourselves which then become our inner critic and our self-talk. So with my abandonment wound, my brothers had moved out when I was 10. So that was a sign for someone else leaving me in skill with different friendship groups. And like, let's say, like fighting with friends, not being friends with them anymore, or you know yourself when you grow out of friendships, these little things were confirming this belief I had that nobody liked me, I wasn't good enough, people leave me and this, that and the other. And then the same with boys and relationships then. So it's the constant repeating of these wounds over and over again that we create this inner critic and self-talk um things like that can also be like i'm not lovable i'm not worthy enough i can't do this and 
just little things like that so these things we tell ourselves are not our stories to carry like these are things that someone else has imposed on us as a child and because we didn't have the capability to rationalize our thoughts between the ages of zero seven we believed them to be true so these type of things are like they can come up when we doubt ourselves or we doubt our capabilities um it can be around our limit and beliefs in like relationships so we'll like be settling relationships because we feel we're not good enough to get the love because we never got it as a child or let's say like when we're in relationships if we only saw like let's say a certain standard of love we'll settle for that standard in relationships when it's actually a higher standard we want in our relationships and the same goes for the type of jobs we go for our living situations and things like that and it's not until we kind of start doing the work and break the cycle that all of this kind of unfolds itself and we do live better lives now one thing I will say is it is it's all well and good knowing this stuff logically when I first came out of my first relationship back in March 2020 at the beginning of lockdown I read all the books under the sun I did all the research I did everything I could on a logical level and it's only recently I've realized that that isn't enough like like Avian said in the podcast it's all well and good reading all the books um seeing all the quotes but it's not until you experience it that that's when the healing happens so every it has to be done on an emotional level um the energy has to be released the trauma has to be released in order for us to kind of heal uh, the wounds that we have so this then leads on to my next point so how do we heal and nurture our inner child first of all you need to give yourself compassion to look and connect with your inner child and notice that you do have an inner child and it's not easy there will be some tears i've cried more times in the last seven months than i have in my probably whole entire life but the benefits from it in those few months have been undescribable is that the word is it undescribable or indescribable i don't know someone wants to let me know message me on instagram (laughs) um but yeah honestly it's just it's so worth it like um the next thing i suppose is to have compassion for yourself like if you realize that it's not your fault that these things happen to that these things happen to you like you didn't choose to be treated that way like i said you were not you didn't have the capabilities between the ages of 0 and 7 or the confidence growing up to be able to stop these things from happening like we didn't choose any of this to happen to ourselves but what we can choose to do is take responsibility to cut the cycle and break the patterns and heal from it that's our responsibility at the end of the day like we're not our thoughts and as easy as that might seem to say that because i've stuck in my i stuck with my own thoughts yesterday um we aren't our thoughts because it's not then until i had the talk with my friend tammy i journaled on it this morning i'm like oh my god like i sat with myself yesterday and this morning in the absolute shitters and it's not me that's created the story for myself so yeah compassion is the biggest thing you can have for yourself um in order to help your yourself heal your inner child 
The next thing I like to do when I'm connecting with my inner child or helping heal it is to look back at what I used to love to do as a child. Um, so for me, dancing is a major one for that. Um, the next one is I loved cooking and baking when I was a child. Um, I loved colouring, getting out in nature, going to the playground and little things like that. And another thing as well is like looking back at things that you weren't able to do or things that you weren't able, like people, the person you weren't able to be or express yourself as or what did you miss out on as a child. And kind of connecting in with them. Look at hobbies that your friends may have had when you were younger. And if you found yourself, oh, I wish I could do that. But maybe your mom or dad just didn't have the money to um, send you to that class. Or maybe they didn't allow you to do that. I don't know. Just maybe start connecting back with your the childlike things that you used to do. Um, as well as that, it's... And sorry, this is probably one of the most important things is listen to your inner child when they're talking to you they do talk to you let them know that they're safe and that you see them and that you've heard them that's the main thing is hearing your inner child and letting them speak and have their say letting them know that they're safe that they're loved give them the validation that you crave externally for example this can kind of be like talking to yourself which i know might sound weird but that's when you can connect to your inner child and your inner crit like when your inner critic comes out or when you get fearful or anxious in certain situations like you know yourself you'll get a like sick to your stomach in the pit of your stomach or when you're nervous or you're anxious that's your inner child basically talking to you and saying hey look like I'm scared I'm petrified in here like another way I like to do it is that I like to put my hand on my heart and just kind of like rub it in circular motions and just basically tell her like you're loved like everything's okay I did it this morning I was an anxious wreck this morning and I was like it's not as bad as what it seems to be like because when you look back at things you're afraid of or things that you didn't think you'd get through when you were younger and all the little worries we had look at us now we did get through it we did get safe but the main thing is is nurturing and letting your child know that you have them you'll protect them and they're safe in your hands and that you'll never leave them again because the inner child until you do this work your inner child has been neglected and that's all they fear is that they'll just be they'll keep being neglected so just let them know that you're not neglecting them the next thing i like to do and i honestly love doing is guided meditations and connecting with my inner child so some meditations um you can do on youtube on spotify um there's a gorgeous um meditation series um called meditate me baby by kira and that was on the retreat with myself in january they are gorgeous um meditations if you want to check them out but basically what some meditations can do is they can let's say guide you with a visualization to meet your inner child at a certain point in time and your body and your like your mind and your subconscious mind will know what um what point in time uh is right for you in that moment to connect with your child and they'll basically just like there's times in the meditations where like they can say 
let your inner child talk and say what she has to say or like tell your inner child that like you love them and they're safe and things like that sometimes they might get your inner child to give you a present or little things like that and honestly I find that so powerful because you're you're looking at yourself as a child and you're connecting with them and telling them like everything's okay you're safe you're loved and things like that to be honest for me with meditations I find it hard to explain them because it's the doing of it where you can feel and understand what it is I'm saying so just give them a try another way is looking at a picture of yourself when you were younger so look at a find a picture that you like of yourself when you were younger and write a letter to your inner child basically saying that you're sorry for neglecting them that you'll always be there for them that you love them they're perfect the way they are things like that you'll know yourself what things that you'll be sorry for and things that you'll protect them from and I kind of think I've never actually done this one personally um but I think it might be a nice little momentum then to keep yourself and then to look back on in a few months or a year or two and be like right okay I've actually I've changed that and I have looked after in these situations or I have um helped her in the situation we weren't as anxious in that situation as we used to be and kind of like a little progress report um another way um is nlp so i'll say that again nlp so what nlp means is neuro linguistic programming and anthony robbins talked about this and this is where i learned it in awaken the giant in an unlimited power they're his two books and what this does is if you kind of go back to the trauma or the memory you had or whatever it is that you don't feel uncomfortable with or that still pains you and hurts you and he uses different techniques to kind of change the frequency of the memory so you can change the speed so think of the memory or the situation and like speed it up like you're looking at a movie screen or slow it down you can change the lighting so like brighten the room or wherever it is you are or darken it you can change the color you can add music to it things like that and what he gets you to do is by doing all these and changing the different modalities see which one makes you feel better and which one makes you kind of not feel so good and rewrite the memory with those things that make you feel better and like reduce the severity of the pain that it's causing you if that makes sense um I've done this once or twice and it did kind of um help me in the moment um so I do find that really really good I haven't looked into it as much because I know you can go in a bit more depth with NLP so if you're interested in that by all means give it a show and let me know how you get on the next one and I think is very very important is to have fun and getting back to do what you'd love doing as a child because I feel as we grow older we get stuck in the adult mentality and we feel like we're too old or we're too adults to connect with things and do things we did as a child so like I said in the podcast last week with Liz there'd be times when I'd be in a playground with my niece or nephew and I wouldn't get on the swing because I'm like oh people are looking at me I'm too old to get on the swing like I said back then in that podcast last week says who who says you can't get on that swing like I'll probably be the biggest child ever of my friends. I remember one time I went to the playground with my friends. Well, we went to Waterstown Park in Parmistown, but there's a playground there. And we were walking in and I was like, 
girls you said not tell me there was all this stuff here and they looked at me and i was like what like so there was a big swing there was a slide and stuff like that and i ran straight for the slide and it wasn't until i got to the bottom of the slide and they looked at me and i was like oh shit i was like they're gonna think i'm a big child or something and they pissed themselves laughing and they came down the slide after me then and i was like oh my god what was i worrying about most of the time people are just afraid to do it in case you judge them but then in the afterwards they were actually glad i did it so they could do it then um another kind of thing as well was i remember there was a time i was going into the garage to get petrol for my car adulty things and you know the way at the at the counter or the till they um they'll have like the chubba chubs lollies or the zoom lollies or like the little chalk lollies and i remember walking up being like oh my god a lolly oh i'd love one of them and i was like oh no i'm no like i'm not walking out with a lolly like scarlet like the age of me going in to get a lolly when i'm getting petrol um and i was like hang on a second and it wasn't because it's not until obviously i've done all this work and i kind of realized it was my inner child looking for a lolly and that was just it like i haven't had a lolly in years and it's things like that you have to honor it like you need to step back and be like right okay why do i want this lolly and if you just want that lolly just because you want it and you know yourself that maybe it is your inner child looking for the lolly especially if you love lollies as a kid lollies as a kid honor it and give yourself give your child that lolly that she craves she will feel loved by doing that and lo and behold i bought the lolly walked out of shop after buying my petrol sat in my car and had the lolly and it was the nicest lolly i've had probably in ages so yeah i just to be honest it kind of annoys me sometimes that we let ourselves feel because we're adults or we reach a certain age that we can't do things or connect with things that we do as a child when most of the time healing our inner child is connecting back to what we did as a child and yeah that's basically it the same goes for cuddly toys and teddies as well like i'll sit here with my teddy if you're looking at the zoom recording i have my teddy and like you think like you most people would be like afraid to cuddle their teddies or something like that and because like all we see is kids with teddies or we associate teddies with kids and i remember i was on facetime to someone before and I was just lying in my bed and I remember I was cuddling my teddy and it wasn't until like halfway through the conversation I seen it. I was like, oh shit. I was like, they're going to see that teddy. I was like, they've already saw it. They're just, they're not going to like, they're going to think I'm a weirdo after this. I'm like, hang on a minute. Like, what is wrong with me having a teddy? Like, so yeah, that's that. So that's how I like to heal and nurture my inner child. Okay, so the next part then, I suppose, is why do we do all this work? And why do we heal our inner child? First of all, reasons why we don't, most people don't do it is because they're too comfortable. They're too comfortable in their comfort zone and they don't want to step into the unknown and see what actually healing can give them. Um another reason why is so we can live an unapologetic life and be able to live a life that we truly desire like 
most of the time like when so if you say to someone like oh i'd love to be like let's say a primary school teacher but i can't because of this this and this why can't you what limit and belief have you got there who imposes limit and belief on you like if we do this work we can be who we want to be and we can do what it is we want to do like by healing our inner child we allow ourselves to become our more true authentic more powerful version of ourselves and allow that self to be released and I think I've only really gotten into this work in the last seven months and starting therapy with Gabrielle and actually that's another major way to heal and connect with your inner child is through therapy um because there's I've only learned an awful lot of stuff about my inner child in the last few weeks months since starting uh therapy with Gabrielle but the benefits connecting and healing my inner child has for me in those few months has been immense now it has been tough because obviously I had to look at I had to look at the facts look at my reality like dead on in the face and be like right okay it's either now or never it's either let this control me for the rest of my life or take that little step forward and see if it's as bad as I think it is so the benefits for me I've had an increased sense of self-worth and confidence I've went on my first solo trip which I used to always think that I needed to be in a relationship to travel like sorry what where I I don't even know where I got that from I think social media has a big factor to play in that but that was an, a load of bullshit excuse my language um I also started this podcast um which I spoke about in the first episode about my limiting beliefs and inner critic on that it's also helped me realize what I want in my relationships and it's helping me attract the right people so like I said before we're vi- we vibrate at a, a wounded frequency so by healing the wound and changing the frequency I'm attracting in the people that I want or the like-minded people that I want and in terms of my relationships, so like let's say if I got in relationships that I had when I wasn't doing this work I'm like right okay I was settling that because that's what I thought I deserved whereas now I don't want that and now I know what I want and now I know what I deserve now don't get me wrong I know logically most of the time what I want and what I deserve and it's only now in the last few months I'm getting to realize that and know it emotionally as well I've also gotten a better sense of self so it's actually right now this podcast so I do have I was taking notes in terms of like what way I wanted to structure this episode and I'm not joking the creativity the fire burning within me creating this content I was like oh my god like healing my inner child has gave has given me a sense of purpose and passion and making this podcast and I probably wouldn't have started this podcast if one if it wasn't for therapy two if it wasn't for the breakups I went through and three if I wasn't healing my inner child and that's just the facts um another one as well is it's also helped me create and set healthy boundaries with myself and with others so like I said if we felt we weren't worthy of a certain way of being treated or if we weren't worthy of certain relationships or jobs or living situations or things like that we just allow people to walk all over us because we're people pleasing and we'll do anything to get their validation from them so one of the big things I think is that 
we need to give ourselves the love we crave from other people because I was actually only talking to Tommy about this today and if it's a thing that you're let's say in a really bad in place sorry if you're in a really bad place and if like you're feeling really low and let's say you're the last person on the planet who's going to give you that love and validation that you want no one else is going to be there so you're going to have to give it to yourself so why not learn to give it to yourself now when you're surrounded by so many people so that worst case scenario which i think will never happen if you're if you are the last person on the planet you can still give it to yourself that you will be okay on your own and that's the thing that we need to be comfortable with another way i was kind of saying this where was like if it's a thing that you're gonna like i'm gonna be solo traveling over to my friend amy in vancouver during the summer and i'm like hang on a sec what if i'm traveling i'm on an airplane and i feel so shit about myself or I don't know, I spiral off on a train of thoughts or let's say if I'm in the airport or whatever and I'm, who's going to give me the validation then? You're not going to get it from a stranger. Like I'm going to be up, I'm, if I'm in the plane, I'm going to be like a, a thousand feet up in the air. I'm not going to have any like phone service or whatever to get it off anyone else for, on Instagram or like to text anyone. So I need to learn to give it to myself and that is one thing I'm really trying to work on lately and it is a struggle and I'll admit that it is hard. But, like I said, you need to have compassion for yourself. So, yeah, um, that's pretty much it for this week's episode. I hope it was um, informative. I hope it's kind of helped people get a better understanding of what your inner child is and how to kind of heal from it. Um, to be honest, I've actually... F- the flow for this episode was quite shocking because... My first episode, it took me so long to record. Um, but I am really passionate about this topic. So maybe it just flowed through me naturally. So before I finish up, like with my other guests, I have a segment on the podcast. And obviously, I'm going to take part as well. So the segment is looking back what point in life, um, if there was a certain time, would I be the person I am today without that, like, let's say, situation or whatever it was that happened? And I suppose the point in time for me was the breakup that happened in 2020. So that breakup ended quite horrifically. Um, there was abuse involved, not to do with me, but towards a family member. And obviously with lockdown and stuff like that, it kind of led me to kind of, sit with reality basically it kind of showed me that I'd been running away from everything like looking for things to distract myself nights out food social media things like that and because obviously like going through a breakup at the start of a pandemic no connection with friends I literally like it started me off on this journey so that's when I started reading into the books I started getting into therapy I started meditations and reiki and all that kind of thing and I think I know for a fact because I was forced into the unknown and at that moment I like we were all forced out of our comfort zone and forced into the unknown but I feel I got a double whammy at the one time that I think if that didn't happen I don't think I'd be where I am today or the person I am today and 
it's taught me so many lessons like I did not have a value to my name in that relationship and now that's not that's nothing to do with him um I just didn't know what my values were at the time I was young in a relationship and like I said my inner child was the motivation behind it because she was just looking for love um but I know that now at the time I didn't and that's where I have compassion for myself back then but yeah that would be my kind of point in time where I feel if it didn't happen I wouldn't be the person I am today and I am grateful for it I'm not grateful for the way it ended or what happened but it's it's made me a stronger and a better person and yeah that's pretty much it it's made me learn so much more about myself and what I value in relationships and in friendships and what I settled for and what I'm not willing to settle for and yeah that's pretty much it so thank you so so much for tuning in again guys um I really hope you enjoyed listening as much as I did recording it and I love you all so much so yeah I will chat to you next week (laughs) 